Go to the book of Romans. Romans 16. We're going to look at something this day, but uh, this is just not a two words that get linked together. Um, but this is something that is vital, and I say vital particularly within this church. We're going to look at servant leaders, and I think that is the most appropriate way to view a leader as anything I can describe, a servant leader. Paul writes, Romans chapter 16, verse 1, I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Centria, that you receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that you assist her in whatsoever business she have need of you, for she has been a helper of many and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. You didn't know this was in here, did you? Listen to this. Who have for my life laid down their own necks, put their neck on the line, unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Think of the different people that helped Paul down through the years. Let's just use this for instance. The four that lowered him down in a basket outside the city wall where he could escape and live and preach another day. You know, he wrote two-thirds of this New Testament, and at that time he hadn't pinned nothing down. Two-thirds of this, and they're lowering this guy down. That was precious cargo that they had. And everything that Paul was able to get done, it would not have happened without help. Let's pray. Father, I ask and pray this morning for your anointing, the Holy Spirit unction on what will be said and what will be felt and what, Lord God, will be acted upon. In Jesus' name, amen. In... I don't know if it's all of them, but in a lot of Paul's letters, the Holy Spirit instructs him to write the names of people that helped him. In Romans chapter 16, all by itself, there are 36 names. In all of Paul's writings, there are over 100 people that the Holy Spirit instructed Paul, recognize them. And if that's what the Holy Spirit thought was appropriate 2,000 years ago, I believe the Holy Spirit feels that that is appropriate today. Even at Orchardville Church, when we take a day, take a time to say thanks for all and recognize all the help and all of the volunteers. I personally, and I know I've got a bias on this, I believe that in Wayne County, this is the largest and greatest collection of servant leaders anywhere in the county. Amen. I think that's a true statement. And I do what Paul did thousands of years ago when he would salute the men and women that helped him. I do that today. I salute you and I say thank you for all the heartfelt work 
and effort that you do. We have deacons at Orchardville Church that make CDs. We have deacons at Orchardville Church that clean out the toilets. We have deacons at Orchardville Church that will spend time in the nurseries. I, I still say we need to get a sign back there in the nurseries that says, for you all will be changed. That's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. We have deacons that work in the rangers. We have deacons that help make hospital visits. Servant leaders. Not, oh, I'm a deacon and I can't not be affected by anything else. Or a lot of times, I cannot be infected by anything else. I don't fly here. Everybody is to get involved. It's been years ago, oh, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago when I wasn't near as refined and cultured as I am right now, but I had a suit coat that one of the buttons came off and I had to make a hospital visit over at St. Louis on my way back. I took that coat with me. I'm thinking, I've got this plan in my mind. And I stopped there at Fairview Heights at Famous Bar. And I know that they had jackets and suit coats. And I took my suit coat in there and I asked the lady. I said, here's my problem. I've got this suit coat. If the button's off, what can you do for it? And that woman, I mean, yeah, she just... She was prim and proper and just perfection. And she huffed at me. <laughs> Sir, we don't do buttons here at Famous. Maybe you should go to Walmart. And I said, maybe I will go to Walmart. <laughs> now, I know now that, you know, you don't go into a store like that and ask them to do buttons. But <laughs> I walked outside, and I was fuming. <laughs> that woman thinks I'm a hick. <laughs> I was fuming. I'm going to go back in there and just give her a piece of my mind. The Holy Spirit said this to me. Oh, I know it was the Holy Spirit. Because it wasn't me thinking along these lines. <laughs> Mark, don't ever get too famous that you can't do the little things. We don't ever as a church want to think, oh, no, we're just so far above that. We could never do anything like that. No, it's the, it's the good Samaritan that's getting his fingernails dirty, and he's out there helping, and he says, here is some money to help this guy out, and if you need more, I'll be back tomorrow, and I'll give you more. That guy went out of his way to help somebody he didn't even know. Didn't even know. Leaders, we are to serve. We're to be like the guide at the art museum that his job was threefold. He was to lead people to the painting. He was then to describe the painter and who the painter was. And then his job was 
to get out of the way so they can see the painting. Same thing today for Orchardville Church. We are to lead people to Jesus. We're to describe who he is and then step out of the way where they can get a real good look at who Jesus Christ is. Church, as a pastor, my job is to try to cast the vision in this church every year. And let me tell you something. Visions are easy to criticize. For instance, when I really felt that God put it on my heart for us to go and branch out in Centralia, it was easy to criticize that. They ain't no church in Wayne County ever done something like that. True. That's true. That's a fact. Critics will always have the facts on their side. That was a fact. God tells Israel, go into the promised land. They sent in 12 spies and 10 came back saying, there are giants in them, their hills. That was a fact. The truth was this. God had told him to do it. Man cannot fly. That is a fact. The truth is thousands of people get on board planes every day and they fly. Critics will always, will always, will always have the facts on their side. Visions are easy to criticize. Visions are difficult to defend. And visions sometimes die because of criticism. Think of this. You have never seen a monument built to a critic. never have. Stephen Curtis Chapman wrote this song, and I love, the, I love these two lines. Empty gnats lying there at the water's edge told a story that few could believe and none could explain. Don't you know there was a guy that said, ah, that's Simon Peter, that big blowhard. I mean, him and his brother Andrew, they're with They've left the father's family fishing business to go follow a rabbi. Them knuckleheads. They had it made right where they were at. The dad was giving them this business. It's already here. And they left that all to go follow Jesus. You know what that guy's name was? Nobody knows. Because <laughs> he was just a losing, loser kind of a critical guy. And yet, Simon Peter and Andrew and those disciples, what they have done and their influence has went around the world. Amen. That's right. Visions are not about the past. They're always about the future. And my personal belief is God activates the vision by what's on those T-shirts. Serve. 
That's how God activates the vision, by service. God activates the vision by service. Everybody say that with me. God activates the vision by service. Say it again. God activates the vision by service. Now say it like you're preaching. God activates the vision by service. One more time. God activates the vision by service. It's not by deeper knowledge. And there are people out there that literally got the idea, they got to dumb themselves down just to listen to that preacher preach. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. Here's the words of a theologian. Because the emphasis of church building is restricted through pre-theological paradigms that are influenced by spiritualizing technocratic assumptions, which do not sufficiently take into account the incarnational character of revelation, just quite a sentence, and the specific cybernetic implications of biotic church development. In particular, these church growth automataisms, which can be verified empirically, which in the context of a creation-oriented interpretation can be explained in theomatations. This is the last sentence here. These things are often not well understood. You think? (laughs) Holy cow. Who is that guy going to reach? I don't know. Theologians go down deeper, stay down longer, and come up drier than any person on the planet. Churches, what are we to do? It's simple. We're to love people like Jesus did. Love people like Jesus did. The idea that I'm going to get up here and try to just astound you because of all of the of the verbal and the and the and the see the trouble I have and the the, the, ain't going to happen. Whatever I say, the Spirit of God is going to have to kiss that and make that viable in your heart. If not, you ain't going to get much. The reporter went and heard the famous preacher preach there in in, uh, New York. And after he got through preaching, this is 100, 100 plus years ago, he left that place going to write the story for the New York Times the next day. And he, somebody heard him as they left out of there saying, my, 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 what a preacher. But next night, he heard a different preacher, a man by the name of D.L. Moody preach. Moody preached, and people heard that reporter that was going to write the article in Times the next day as he walked out of that massive arena saying, my, 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 what a Savior. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Don't expect and don't wait for for. All the songs just to be singing, and it rises to a crescendo, and then out steps Pastor Mark. <laughs> I can remember years ago, Josh was a little bitty, and me and him was watching, a buddy of mine got saved watching 700 Club, and I don't know of any, no, it wasn't 700, PTL. He got saved watching PTL, and I'm thinking, Joe Baker, you could have got saved in a hailstorm, I'm telling you. <laughs> You was primed and ready. 
But I mean, they'd get the, the music going and out Jim and Tammy would come running. How many knows what the song was? That's a good sign here in this church that none of you know what that song is. That's a good, good, good sign. Thank God. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. Jim come running out there one day and they're singing that song. He's out there by himself and he looks in the camera and said, and he didn't even realize what he said. Uh, uh, Tammy couldn't make it today. She was sick. <laughs> the greatest type of leadership is servant leadership. Philippians chapter 2, but Jesus made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant. Thank God. Servant leadership is adult. It's not childish. King Saul was childish. King Ahab, childish. You read through them guys, it's always, I've been hurt. It's always somebody else's fault. How many of you know anybody that when you're around them, you think, now, you know, I've got to really got to be careful here. They wear their feelings on their sleeve. You know anybody like that? Or you say, you know, I better handle them with kid gloves. Oh, they're going to get their feelings hurt. I mean, we got two kings here I've already mentioned. Kings of nations. Oh, it's getting their feelings hurt. And you got Ahab couldn't make a move unless his wife told him what to do. That's why I'll go down swinging. Just like when it comes to me, what I wear, I'm going to dress myself. I don't care what. If I look like a clown, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Actually, it's not that. It's the, uh, I've got to wear the lion tamer outfits, what I got to wear. <laughs> That's what I got to wear. I told her the other day, don't mess with me on the, I always get the last word in. I, I do. Even if it's yes, dear. <clears throat> Be a servant leader, not a sympathy leader. That's what Ahab was. That's what Saul turned into be, a sympathy leader. Never works for the long haul. Never does. It's like this. Poochy lippers make poor leaders. <laughs> Poochy lippers make poor leaders. Jesus said, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into the harvest. That's what my prayer is constantly for this church. More laborers, more laborers, more laborers, more laborers, 
Church, we need you to volunteer. Yeah, but preacher, I'm too busy. We have lawyers that volunteer. We have doctors that volunteer. We have bankers that volunteer. We have plant managers that volunteer. We have school superintendents volunteer. You think they're busy? They're busy. They're busy and they still volunteer. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. The disciples, one by one, entered the room. Back then, every road was dirt. They wore sandals. Everybody's feet was filthy all the time. Boy, I bet them women wore them or had them pet eggs. Is that what they're called? That's the grossest thing going. That is. Got that thing. And they walked into that room, and there was a bowl of water, and there was a towel, and they walk in, and somebody says, I'm not washing Thomas's feet. Look at that, how gross them are. Look at his toes. I'm not washing Andrew's feet. Simon Peter walks in. Hey, boys, right? ain't, ain't going to wash my feet. Well, that's just, that just about, yeah, that just about does. Here I am, I'm the spokesman of the bunch. Ain't going to wash my feet. They all walk in. And then Jesus walks in. Boy, none of them there saying, Lord, we're going to wash your feet. You know what he did? Jesus takes the bowl of water. Jesus takes the towel. And Jesus goes to each and every one and washes their feet. And by the time he gets down to Simon Peter, they're all, they have a guilty conscience knowing that he is the God of glory and washing our feet. And we wouldn't even wash each other's feet. Mm. Servant leaders. I want you to remember this sentence. Only greatness can serve. You find anybody that they're just upper crust. Mm, don't know if I can do that. They're petty. They're not great, even though they think they are. Only greatness can serve. Jesus, the Lord of glory, took upon himself the form of a servant and was washing the disciples' feet. Thank God. We look at Donald Trump and think, oh, man, you go to New York City, uh, all them buildings got his names on, everybody knows who he is. You're filed. I mean, this guy with all the money in the world and can't get a hair cut better, any better than what he's got, it's pathetic. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I, I have a deep resentment with people with hair. And then their hair looks a mess. Come on. Come on. God looks at Donald Trump's chauffeur as being greater than the Donald. The man that's willing to serve, only greatness can serve. Say that with me. Only greatness can serve. One more time. Only greatness can serve. Thank God.
Father, we ask and pray, Lord, we're thankful for this day. We ask and pray, God, your blessing, continued blessing upon it. Help us, Lord, to learn just as the disciples learned. Firsthand, firsthand experience, Lord, as they learn in watching you. And God, we can learn by what they learned. They all became servant leaders and help us, Lord God, to do exactly the same thing. In Jesus' name, amen.
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677. Saw Jesus.